Searching for a new job can be a full-time task in itself, and often a lonely one too, so I'm talking with other job seekers like me to find out how their searches are going, if they have any tips to help me in my own search, and to talk about the funny and the frustrating in the world of pandemic lockdown video interviews. I'm Mark Daniels, and this is Desperately Seeking Salary with Antoine Sahoun, the well-travelled hotelier who's realised his childhood dream and has hospitality coursing through his veins. Antoine, good evening. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Sorry I'm a bit late. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Not late on the podcast. It starts uh, It starts when I say it starts, so it's absolutely fine. Good, good. <laughs> How are you keeping, sir? Yes, good, good. Interesting, busy week this week. Busy. Busy? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's good. Good. Busy in, a, busy in a positive way? Yes, it's good to be. Yeah. Busy yeah. in a positive way. It's a couple of in- interview two days ago uh, in a hotel in Scotland for an F&B manager role. Uh, although, thanks. Although at the end... <laughs> Uh, my father just put the lights on the dark um although the manager the gm like wow i really like your profile i really like what what you say and we we interacted pretty well and like but i think you're a bit overqualified for me i'm like oh no i i don't i hate it when that happens though yeah yes so let's see i mean he likes what i mentioned and we have a lot of things in common and whatever he's trying to achieve in the hotel i've done so they don't have event space and they've never done events. I have a lot of experience for events. So he's looking to, uh, to relaunch or launch the event space. I've done experience in uh, food truck and retail concept like pop-up restaurants and pop-up kitchen. And he's trying to ra- launch that in 2021. It's, it's one of his ideas as well. And I've done it. I've experienced it. I know the challenges. So yeah. And then the restaurant itself and the team, although it's a small team and it's, it's a boutique hotel in the, in the Highland. Right. Okay. So well, it doesn't say, it does. It doesn't sound like you're. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're overqualified. It sounds like you're. Uh, you, it sounds like you're what they need. Yeah, it, it it does because I have the buzz. I have the I have the knowledge, and I can. I like to promote from within. And he's he's in the same category. He likes to promote people from within. So the two restaurant manager, he has their junior. They've been there for a year, two years. He's only been there since February 2019. And um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what he says. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep fingers crossed. Let's keep fingers crossed. Yeah. Anyway, Antoine, welcome to uh, Desperately Seeking Salary. Thanks for taking part. Thank you. Um, Thanks for your invite. No, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, to our chat. I've, my first question, though, because um, I'm gonna, I know I'll get this wrong. So, how do you say your surname? Sahyun. Sahyun. Even even you had to think about that for a second, then. Yeah, because I, you. In Arabic, because I'm Lebanese originally, you need to pronounce the H, but it's pretty difficult. So you can say Sayun without the forget about the H, although it's there. So it's Sayun, but but correctly, it's Sahyun. Yeah, but okay. Sayun sounds better actually. I think. <laughs> One way or another, I'm going to say it wrong. That's uh, that's that's how it goes. So uh, anyway, Antoine, thank you for taking part. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Um, as I've said to loads of people before, this is just uh, something I'm doing to help raise our profile job seeking um is is a full-time job on its own and it's it's pretty lonely when we're just doing it ourselves so the purpose of the podcast is just to to chat with other people in the same situation as me and help you uh maybe get a little bit of exposure from it as well perfect sounds great look yeah. forward so tell me a little bit about you tell me a bit about antoine so um yeah antoine i was i'm originally from lebanon however i was born in egypt I started in Egypt and I speak fluently French, English, and Arabic. After that, I moved to Switzerland where I studied 
Bachelor of Business Administration in Hospitality and Business Management. I've worked wow. in the US, in Switzerland, where I stayed for four years, and Dubai before coming to the UK in 2005. And now I am a naturalized um, citizen. Fantastic. In the UK is where I have the most experience. I've worked in five-star hotels, education, contract catering sector, and private members club. So from from a hospitality background and FMB, I can how say I can adapt to each situation, whether it's a contract catering BNI concept or a private members club, where uh, the one I worked it was a military club. So efficiency, effectiveness to the dot to the T. Abs- it's, it had to be done by then. Punctuality. Yeah. Military standard, so <laughs> it, gets, it doesn't get any tougher. But it was very, very challenging, and I really enjoyed my two and a half years there. And private, mem- I'm sorry, and five star hotels where you have a bit of a flair, you have a bit of, you know, the charmness, the uh, what's the name, the word, um, character, the character, and the, you know, the flair with the customers, and a bit of the cheeky side of things. Where in the private members club, it's black or white. So right. It described me because I am black or white, but in the hotel you need to be a multicolor, like a rainbow. Yeah, no way. So it was it was fun. They're all I enjoyed each each role, and I've learned a lot where I can adapt according to the situation and the business I'm in. So that sounds fantastic. So you're you're pretty well travelled. Which parts of the US uh, did did you travel to? I, I I visited California when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, I visited New York as well, but I worked in Hilton Head Island, which is uh, south of Savannah. South of Savannah. Okay, my geography is pretty poor when it comes to that. Whereabouts is that? So not far from uh, California. I'm sorry, not okay. far from Florida. Florida. Okay, so uh, southeast side uh, yeah. of the country. Excellent. Fantastic. And Switzerland, whereabouts in Switzerland? Switzerland, I worked in Geneva, in President Wilson Hotel, yeah. uh, five-star uh, owned by uh, Prince Walid bin Talal. Uh, and it's a starwood property. Very, very challenging. I did, my passion is in F&B, but yeah. also my passion is in a hotel. For that particular role, I decided to work in uh, the night shift, uh, looking at uh, one of them is security, late check-in, uh, early check-out, and dealing with the clientele. Now, Switzerland in the summer gets a heave amount of Arabic clientele and Middle Eastern. And this particular hotel had 98% royal family from Saudi Arabia staying at the hotel. Wow, okay. So I speak Arabic and I had to deal with, with them and dealing with the English clientele or our you know, European clientele. It was a challenge, but it was, it was fun. The things we did in the evening at the night shift was fun. But it was, it was <laughs> and we leave those there, do we? <laughs> yeah, we, we let's leave it there. But it was all, all within the business needs, all, all oh, professional, absolutely. Um, absolutely. professional, but it was fun. I love, I love Switzerland. I've, I've been there many times. And I've got a, a really good friend who lives just outside of Zurich. And yeah. one of the things that fascinated me most, and this is going back quite a long time. This must be going back to 2003 or 2004, something like that. And I traveled, uh, we did a company, uh, this is when I was still in technology before I got into hospitality. Um, and we did a business trip to Geneva. And we were there Tuesday to Friday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was I was then traveling up from Geneva to Zurich to visit my friend. And I went by train. Now, trains in England, as we all know, tend to not be the greatest experience. <laughs> yeah. but, but I traveled, and this was in February, so it was pretty snowy. 
and uh, I got on this train that left Geneva and I was, I, I upgraded my ticket. It was being a bit posh and I upgraded my ticket to first class, which was on the upper deck, which I'd never yeah. been on the upper deck of a train before in my life. It yeah. had Wi-Fi on the train, which in 2003, 2004 was unheard of. Yeah. It left Geneva on time and it arrived in Zurich, bang, to the on minute the on time. And yeah. we had been through some of the snowiest mountains yeah. ever and I, I was just i've never forgotten that trip and i've never got excited about traveling by train i hate traveling by train but i loved that journey it was amazing yeah punctuality in switzerland is dirty to uh, to to coin a phrase it was uh, it, it's clockwork <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so talk me through so you, you've mentioned uh, already very much hospitality led and and you've traveled uh, around so what was your what was your talk me through your career where where did you start in hospitality what was your what was your first role so i finished my degree in, in switzerland uh, hospitality and business management but i decided to join a couple of things i wanted to join four season hotel hampshire or four season hotel at a, at a as a hotel chain for many reasons for the standard the reputation it looks good on the cv uh, it will open doors for me but i also wanted to join not as a manager I wanted to start from a waiter position so I can learn from A to Z everything about the hospitality, everything about F&B, so I can lead on forward when I become a manager, how I can develop the team, develop the business, see the operation through. And I would not have had that if I haven't joined as a waiter. So I started as a waiter and I stayed for six years to a management level. Yeah. It was a very good school. I learned a lot. A couple of mistakes, of course, but it's all all good, all good experience. And from then on, I led to my next manager role afterwards. And where did, where did that take you to? So after that, I went to Ashridge Business School as a deputy manager or deputy F&B manager. Uh, a year on, I, will, I became acting F&B manager for the operation. So Ashridge, it's unique. It's um, similar to a Harry Potter house. It's right, okay. With the rolling stairs and the surrounding of it and the building and the architecture, it's you know, Harry Potter. Over there, uh, business school, 150 seating for a restaurant plus nine conference and events. However, the place was never opened for external clientele. So I developed two different uh, business strategies. One is a tasting menu where we can invite people from the local community to come and join and have a look at the house, uh, greeted by with a glass of champagne and canapes and have a bit of a tour and a history around it followed by a food and wine tasting menu. And I did the speech on the wine pairing and why we chose this particular wine for that particular dish. Yep. It was done once a month. Interesting. And I, I believe after I left, I left and I stayed with them for three years. After I left, I think they carried on doing it for a while. But it opened doors for commercial aspects because it was very much narrow mind in a way of we're Ashridge Business School, that's it. And the other thing I did, having a very good rapport with the delegates and the teachers over there, yeah. is I brought my four season experience to actually by changing the dinner from a buffet style to a a la carte dinner service. One, it will generate more profit. It's more of a challenge for myself and for the team. It'll be good for the business. It'll be good for the delegates to see something different. So all in all, it's positive aspects from all of it. And I like to have a proactive mind and see things differently. I think that's I think that's excellent, and so I I fully agree. Start starting, uh, you know, if you're going to manage uh, an establishment like that, you need to know how everything yeah. works from all levels, don't you? So I think that's yeah. uh, 
it was a brilliant approach that you've taken. So where, where did that take you on to? After that, I changed again and I went to, I came to London and yep. I joined King's College London where I stayed with them for four years. I started off as a catering manager for a small site, 10 people. However, I needed to be a lot more commercial and a lot more savvy in my yep. operation. Okay. And the site was losing money year on year, 150K every year. No standards, the team doesn't talk. And within nine months, I turned the operation around to making profit. The team fit well, they all talked to each other and it was a boost of morale and a boost of fresh air for them. That so you led, developed, the, developed the culture? Yes, I developed the culture. I changed their attitude towards the business. And that led me to the next role with the Kings as group hospitality manager for five sites, where I had another impact on changing the culture for that, improving on the service, uh, standardization of sequence of service, the uniform, the layout of the tables, whether it's the private dinners for Baroness and Prince and Princess and all that. We dealt a lot with royalties and head of states yeah. or just small events for 10 people, but it all looked the same across five sites. Leading on to that, I took on another role with them as a catering operation manager, looking after three sites, entirely up to me, how I manage it from a retail aspect to hospitality and kitchen. Very challenging and it was very much led on profit and loss bottom line. So I learned a lot more on financial and managing my budget and forecasting for next week and next month, etc. And I stayed with them for, I stayed with Kings for four years. Very, very enjoyable. Fantastic. Fantastic. So where, where did that take you then? So you, you've traveled a lot, but you, at the moment you're in London. So where did, where yes. did you go next? So as you probably can see, I like to bend the curve. If I say, <laughs> I like to challenge myself and do the odd thing. So from Kings being in education, I wanted to go back to a five-star establishment or a private members club. So completely different operation, taking me back to my roots. And that's where I joined the Victory Service Club as FMB manager. Very challenging. Uh, coming up after I joined in October, three weeks later was Remembrance Weekend. So the busiest weekend for the club being a military club. Yeah. Leading up to Christmas after that. And in January, my deputy goes on holiday every year for two, for two months. Nice. Wow. So I had a probation period for six months, but initially I needed to prove myself in three months. Yeah. Challenge. And it's a military club. So it's whatever the CEO says, it goes. It goes. It's, it's, it's an all military clientele as well. Very reg regimented approach. Yes. Yeah. And how I, difficult was that to get used to? For, for myself, I think I, I liked it because um, I like the military style. I like the efficiency. I like the direction and the hierarchy and to see where we're going. So I, I enjoy that. So it was enjoyable, but it was very challenging from another aspect where I needed to have my deputy on my side. So this yeah. was even told to me in the interview. If my deputy is not on my side, I won't succeed. So right. my biggest challenge is to have my deputy on my side. Once he's on my side, the rest of the team is on my side as well. Okay. So I dealt with him as a camaraderie, went for coffee every day in the restaurant or you know coffee shop or something, had a chat through the business and went, went through, took his advice on board on what should we do differently or how can we improve the business. That to build trust with, between me and him and yep. a camaraderie so where he knows that, okay, Antoine is good. He wants the business. He, 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 he can he's on your side he's 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 yeah. we're, you're working together as a team yeah yeah that, that done he went on holiday in january now i was no manager no deputy two assistant manager positions vacant so it's just 
myself, four supervisors, and the rest of the team. He went on holiday. Second, first weekend in February, we had a mystery shopper coming in, and we scored 94%. Fantastic. Highest ever in yeah. the FMB operation for the, for the club. So like over the moon, because, wow, the team did that. My CEO and my director were like, wow, how did you manage that? I don't know. But in my back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, the team got used to me and I got used to them and they buy to my philosophy. The thing is, if you've got it, if you've got it working, if everything's working on side, the team's working as, uh, in fluid motion together, then you don't know how your mystery score gets there because it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Everybody, just, everybody just works as part of the machine. Yeah. Uh, and and if it's all working without anybody really focusing yeah, no, on, on they, they know what they're doing then uh, then it should it should just naturally happen shouldn't it yeah fantastic yeah. excellent and that i uh, stayed with them for two and a half did a couple of projects opening lounge bar the caris hall event space refurbishing and part of the development for reopening a couple of uh, vip guests coming into the club enjoyable time saving money on different projects I learned a lot. I had a very good rapport with my director. Uh, they put me on some courses. And then uh, after two and a half years, the opportunity came to join 100 Queensgate, which is part of Hilton as director of food and beverage. And so you got to, to the FMB side that you're passionate about. Yeah. Yes. In a, in a five-star hotel, which what was my aim back when I was at King's is to go back to a five-star hotel. So yeah. I joined them. And unfortunately, due to COVID, I was made redundant. So that's that's this year now. We're up we're up to we're up to 2020. And wh- yeah. when when was that? Uh, in June. So that was in in June. So when uh, when the world when the country sort of slowly started to reopen. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think they, we were we're all in that um, that think, boat, yeah. aren't we? A lot of people are in that. <laughs> a lot of people, and it's unfortunate because not just for myself, but all of us had so many plans for 2020, and everything's yeah. been put on hold and pushed back to a year. Yeah. Or, so just because of the pandemic yeah it, it's it's slowed everything down for so many people yeah. um and that's why we're having this chat so how has how has the rest of 2020 gone for you though how has your job search been in the job search is interesting it's um a roller coaster in a way yeah so uh, like i have a funny story i i got contacted by this recruiter and he's like oh wow I like your CV, good. I might have something for you. Great. Okay, send me your CV now. My CV is through and through hospitality. Yeah. Send them my CV. A couple of hours later, I said, oh, wow. I have this uh, job for, I think, manager or something for a childcare. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, how am I dealing with this? I have now, I have no kids of my own. I never dealt with kids. Yeah. I don't know how to change a nappy or dealing with them, but he was like, yeah, you'd be great. Just change your CV here and there and just try to cover. I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm comfortable with it. That, nah, I'm sorry, I'm going to have it. I'm like, what? Uh, how childcare? And uh, that was uh, an interesting one. It still sits with me. That's one of the funny stories I think I, I had lately. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, I, I, we're, all, we're all doing some work with recruiters. Um, and I've got, some, I've got a couple of brilliant recruiters that I'm working with where the, our relationships are fantastic. But every now and again, you'll get one that's... That, that just doesn't seem to have understood your CV, do they? And they just haven't worked out where you're going to go. But I don't think it's wrong to sort of say no and and yeah. not and not go forward. I I, I recently withdrew myself from a, a job application because I just didn't feel I was the right person for the role, um, and it wouldn't have done the company that was trying to hire 
any justice to yeah. for me to have gone forward. So, yeah, a bit of a bizarre one from that recruiter there for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but overall, yeah. So, so where where do you see twenty one going? So, if you were if you were to look at your uh, your career, F and B, your hospitality through and through. What are the things that you really enjoy doing the most when you're in your role? What would 2021's ideal role be? I enjoy working with people. Yeah. I mean, I like the the people side of things. I like to see people enjoying their time at work, whether it's a, a customer or people I work with. If it's people I work with, I like to see them progress. I yep. like to see them developing and getting to better things. If it's a customer, I like to see a good feedback coming through, a nice email saying thank you. It doesn't need to go all the way to the CEO and it get that cascaded down to the rest of the team. It's just, even if it's to myself, Antoine, we've had a fantastic stay. Thank you so much. I like that, that side of the business. And that's yep. why I originally joined hospitality because it's the people side of things. And I have a philosophy is people come first. Without the people, the business will go nowhere. Absolutely. Hospitality is nothing without people. So yeah, yeah, it's a business. It's finance needs to make money. It's the products we serve. But at the top of that tree is, or up the pyramid, is the people that lead all the rest. And without them, we won't be there. Yeah. And that's why, for example, now hospitality is suffering because it's missing the people. Yes, the audience isn't out there at the moment. Exactly, we're, the we're, audience, we're, the customer. Exactly. So I enjoy that. I think 2021... It has to get better. It, we need to. We need it's, to have it's got to, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we need to have this mindset. It's gonna get better, and we can make it work. We can make it happen. So, so how do you how do you think? So, uh, if you were to look at how hospitality is going to go forward, do you have a vision on how we're going to make that happen? I think. I think hotels are going to have to learn from that experience. Yeah. I think they're going to have to adapt differently in whether uh, because hotels in itself is taking a hit already a couple of years ago with Airbnb coming in. So yes, a lot of Te- technology and, and the internet has changed the sector dramatically oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people now, they, they want to travel, but they don't want to. It's, it's sad as human beings, isn't it? But a lot of people want to travel, but they don't want to come into contact with other humans. So Airbnb yeah. is, Airbnb is, uh, is going to have a very strong position there. Yes. And they also, they want the value for money. So you stay in a hotel. Yes, you have all the service, but you, the breakfast is from seven o'clock till 1030 in the morning. Dinner is from that time to that time. Yeah. where customers and you pay $300 or £300 a night where Airbnb, you can pay a lot cheaper and you get up whenever, when you want to get up and you go breakfast where you want. So yeah. it, it's a different approach. And some of the hotels I've seen recently in the city here in London is some of them have opened, but they don't have an FMB concept. So they have a restaurant, but they don't require an FMB manager for that particular reason, which in a way it's a shame. But I also see why these hotels have done that because they're adapting to the business. So they're, they're, adapting to the they're, they're adapting to their audience requirements or, yeah. or to the environment? They're adapting to the audience, to the environment, to the demand of how the customer are going, where they're going for, so that they're more focused on a room. And when I was in Switzerland, I've done a study on how, what's the most successful part for a hotel to be successful, and it's actually the room. If the customer, if you're not comfortable in your room when you're staying in a hotel, you're not going to go there. 
I, I, I do, yeah, as, as, as a customer myself of, 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 of hotels, you know, if I'm traveling for business, then I, I just want a room that I can stay in. So a, a, a good old fashioned Premier Inn or something like that is perfect yeah. for business. But if I'm traveling on holiday, then I want, uh, I, I want to, I want the luxury. Mm-hmm. We used to, we used to uh, go camping when our children were, were smaller, we'd go camping and, uh, it's a good way of getting around and about, but I used to say, I don't want to go on holiday away from my home with my dishwasher and my TV and everything to put a piece of canvas up and, and yeah. travel. it. It's like, I want to go away on holiday and feel like I'm having a bit of a special occasion. Exactly. You do. Uh, yeah. So the, the room is, the room is definitely there. So listen, Antoine, uh, we're, we're coming towards the end of our time for this particular episode. Thanks very much for taking part. One final question uh, in there that I, I like to, I, I, I've got a horrible feeling. I know where you're going to answer this, uh, this question, but uh, you, you're, you've been so focused on hospitality, but what did Antoine want to do when he was uh, a little boy? What was, uh, what was before work? <laughs> very good question. Yes. So, I grew up where my father had his own business as a tailor. And okay. believe it or not, I enjoyed a lot going with, with him to work, watching the factory and the employee, what they did. I, I enjoyed having lunch with them and having this personal rapport with all the, the employees that reported to him. But I also enjoyed a lot seeing him leading a team and taking it forward where he had a, a presence in the business. Yeah. So I saw myself then that, oh, I'd like to have similar role where I'm a leader and I manage a team and I encourage them to do better things. So I didn't know whether it will be hospitality or taking over the business from him or I had no idea, but I enjoyed that side of things of leading people forward. Yeah. So from a very young age, it, it didn't matter whether it was, uh, it was uh, hotels, pubs, restaurants, whatever it might be, but you knew that was, that was yeah. what, what, uh, what Antoine wanted to do when he was, uh, when he was older. Yes, that's, that's fabulous. Right. I, I love yeah. the fact that you you've you've managed to f- go straight into a career that that you're so passionate about. Because so many of us, we start. I mean, it's certainly myself, but so many of us start in one direction and end in a in a different mm-hmm. uh, direction. I, I, for like, our I always, I mean, similar to him, he loved food, and I love food, all sorts of it. So I always enjoy. And I started cooking one day. I was about five or six years old. My mom was, my parents were sleeping, etc. So I'm like, I'm hungry. I opened it, put the gas on, and did myself sunny side up eggs. And mom, I cooked, and she panicked. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm hungry. You're sleeping. I cooked. But, I, but then the passion for hospitality and the hotel side of things came a lot later in life when I was about 15, 16. Yeah. No, it's good. My my youngest, because they because our kids grew up in a pub. We ran a pub when they were when they were little, and my youngest would be in the kitchen all the time. Um, so uh, he learned to cook from a very young age, which is mm-hmm. which is always a fabulous skill. Something I've never learned to do. Beans on toast is just about what I can cope with. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, thank thank you so much for taking part. It's been so such fun uh, talking to you. Mm-hmm. I wish you all the success with your with your job search for twenty twenty one. I hope twenty one is a good uh, a good one. This episode will uh, will be going out. It's between Christmas and New Year, so. Uh, I'll take this opportunity right now to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Same for me. Same. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Perfect. Happy New Year to you. Thanks very much, Antoine. Thank you. Thanks, Mark.